1: Good morning, ain't it a great morning outside to be a gardener in the south. Hey, y'all, I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and this is the Gestalt Garden. It's a production, a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, We've got my... Esteemed producer Sir Jonas Adams, Kevin Farrell is going to be the phone greeter today. We're going to be doing nothing but gardening for the next hour or so. A couple of things coming up we can talk about. We've got some cheesy emails to share with you, and some music that's guaranteed to make you grind your teeth in about thirty minutes. I'm going to talk with a fellow about pass along heirloom plants, potted plants in a little while, but mostly it's a chance to sit back and relax and join this garden party we call the Gestalt Gardener. You who support us in drive time last week, we thank you. The rest of you, come on. Come on down. We'll be right back with the Gestalt Gardener right after this.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Good morning, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's Felder Rushing. We're going to talk about gardening. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. Got me a sack of stuff. I don't know if you can hear my little sack of stuff. Got it in the mail the other day. Went by a garden center yesterday. Actually, went by several garden centers, sort of making the rounds. And I was talking with Herbie Austin. He's been on the program several times, and he helps me out with a a lot of stuff, uh, new products that I can't keep up with because, you know, things change all the time. But anyway, I stopped by there to get some garlic because last week, a couple of weeks ago, I... I ordered some garlic bulbs. I went online and found a place that specializes in different kinds of garlic—big ones, little ones, sweet ones, hot ones. Uh, but most important, they know which ones grow well in the South. You know, a lot of people don't realize that garlic is not equal. There's some that grow better up north. They need a long cold spell, uh, and they tend to to take too long down here, and they tend to rot. And then we have some that don't like much cold weather. They do great down here. They they grow well over our winter time. Uh, plant them sometime in October, and uh, they you harvest them like before it gets too hot. And then uh, they don't rot quite as well, so or quite as badly. I should say. Anyway, I ordered a whole bunch of different garlic. Got me bags of them. Maybe look at them a little while. But I stopped by to see what Herbie had because Herbie, uh, like most garden center folks, sell garlic just like they do daffodils and other kind of bulbs. And you know he's got one that they just call it. White garlic, white garlic. We got online and we think we know the name of it, silver something, I don't remember. But but over the years, you know, he, like other guard, locally owned garden center folks, tend to buy for their customers what their customers report back as doing well. And so over the years, he's found a garlic that, that uh, you can plant sometime next month in pots. I grow all of mine in pots. You can put uh, eight or ten garlic cloves in one pretty good sized pot and put you a couple of pansies or violas in it and have something pretty with foliage all winter. And next year you can dump it out and you have more garlic than it takes to keep all of the vampires in your neighborhood away. Uh, anyway, I'm trying different kinds. i to see which ones I like because I like cooking with garlic. And um, getting ready for fall. You know, because there's so many things we can do right now getting ready for fall. And uh, because it is fall, uh, two days, yeah, day yesterday, day before, you Anyway, you know, it's officially autumn now, folks. A lot of stuff going to be going on the next little while as soon as it cools down a little bit, maybe get some rain so the dirt's a little bit easier to dig. I also stopped by a place up in uh, out in the country. It's a wholesale place called Standing Pines. They did me a huge favor this year, this past summer, and rooted a special vine for me. I'm going to be talking about it in just a little while, but uh, to keep you from being in suspense, a lot of people know the plant called Star Jasmine, or Confederate Jasmine. Uh, it's an evergreen vine, climbs up on arbors and poles and porches and, th- and fences and baffles and all that. Nice evergreen plant with uh, leaves roughly about half the size of my thumb, clusters of intensely fragrant flowers in the uh, mid to late spring, intensely fragrant, um, but they're white. In uh, last year, last spring, I noticed one that had golden flowers. I mean, we're talking about in a neighborhood, a town, a state, a country full of white flowering star jasmine. I found one that had golden yellow flowers. Went online. There is one, but I don't think this is it. Long story short, I took some cuttings off of it. Rooted some myself. They didn't do that well. Took some out to Stanley Pies. They rooted the most gorgeous, I've got the most gorgeous vines of it right here. And uh, we're going to have some of it uh, available for folks to try. I'm going to name it myself. Because we found it in Fondren, Mississippi, we're going to call it Fondren Gold. if it turns out to be something else, okay. That's all right, too. We'll rename it. But uh, the interesting thing about this is the vine was in a garden of a house that had just been sold. And I heard that the new landscapers were going to redo the landscape. And, um, again, long story short, I took some cuttings uh, back in June. I came back, uh, and the vine, the original vine, the one and only rare original source of fondering gold jasmine is gone. Rescued it from extinction. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff in later. But this is a call-in gardening program. So if you want to call and chat about ch- uh, chat about what's going on in your mind, your garden, your neighborhood, if it's related to gardening or wildlife or anything like that, wild birds and stuff, give me a call. It's toll free one eight seven seven M P B ring. Uh, it's real real easy. That's all we do is we just talk about stuff here on on uh, M P B. And uh, if you have some suggestions or you have uh, some concerns or some things you'd like to get in a little bit more detail about, give us a call, toll free one eight seven mpb ring Plenty of other stuff to talk about. Let's just jump right into Memphis, Tennessee. Good morning, Tay. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm back trying to find out how to get rid of my vinca major. Uh, Thank you for calling back. You know, when you called a couple of three weeks ago, we were just ran out of time, and I wanted to chat with you about it.
3: I I understand. I'm a regular caller to all the programs, the
1: the doctor programs, the building programs, your programs. Well, what, what can I help you with this morning? I want to know how to get rid of my Vinca major. Well, the easiest thing, and it's not that easy uh, unless you pay somebody to do it, just pull it up. It doesn't, you know, it has underground runners, but they're not deep.
3: Tell me about it. My whole backyard and my garden has been taken over with it. I know. And I used to battle it, and for two or three years I didn't battle it, and it has just gone. Crazy. So, well,
1: see, well, see here, here's the thing, though. Uh, I, I I actually have the same problem in my garden. Uh, you know, I put some out a little shady area, and it sends these runners right under the mulch on top of the ground, and it makes a whole little colony. And uh, if you don't keep on top of it, it takes over. But unfortunately, the sprays that would kill it, they have such slick leaves that sprays beat up and roll off. So, you know, your best bet really is to pull it. it After a rain, when the ground is soft, it comes up pretty quick. And, um, you know, if you're like me and don't really feel like doing it, you know, kids in the neighborhood can do it for a quarter, 50 cents. But that's the best solution, really, is if there was another solution, I'd do it myself, but pulling works for me. All right, I guess I must have either answered the question or she just said, bye, Felicia. I'm not
0: sure. but I think that was our fault. We had, uh, oh. The phone was in the wrong mode. Oh no. oh, no. So you know call back if you have another call follow-up back, question. I, I'll take the blame for that one.
1: Okay, so you pushed the wrong button. It wasn't just me. The button was on the wrong setting. <laughs> There's so oh, much going on with these phones. But, uh, we're still in Memphis, though. So now we're talking with Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, fine, fine. What you got going on? Good. Well, my question
3: is about, um, we do not have a yard. We just have a, a really small patio. Um, uh-huh. We try not to plant anything in the ground because my dog will, will trample it. Yep. Um, but is there anything that we can plant um, in our planter bowls or our um,
1: containers that well, would sure. look
3: nice over the winter, that, like, you know, keep some color over the winter?
1: Ab- absolutely. First of all, is it a Labrador you got?
3: No, he's a he's a beautiful <laughs> little mutt. Okay,
1: cause fit Labrador.
3: Chases squirrels and tries to get at them
1: and yeah, uh, everything. Uh, here, you know, I grow a lot of stuff in containers, and my garden is just as important to me in January as it is in April or September. Just as important, and I found that you can grow a lot of interesting stuff in a few containers. A few. Bigger containers work better than a lot of little containers that have to be watered. They blow over all that. So mm-hmm. if if you'll first of all if you'll if you'll collect containers that by themselves they're cheerful, colorful, interesting shapes, different sizes, that sort of thing. That's a good start. And then as long as you put something, I'm gonna give us a few suggestions. But here's the recipe: something tall and spiky, or something spiky, okay? Mm-hmm. Something kind of roundish, and something kind of frilly. Okay, if you look for those three, actually, there's a fourth of containers, something just floppy that hangs over the edge. Yeah. So if you remember roundy, spiky, roundy, frilly and floppy, uh, then you can mix and match plants or other stuff. You know, you can make a little teepee out of some some uh, some branches and paint them purple and put them in one of them as a little teepee. And that's your spiky or you can oh, put a you can cool. put a bowling ball in one of them for roundy see so it's not just plants but something that's cheerful and what i would do is that, first of all i would see when the uh, when the, the folks are having another plant set up at the botanic garden because you can get a lot of really really cool locally adapted plants from real gardeners okay uh barring that go to a garden center and look for outdoor shrubs and ground covers the stuff that you usually put in the ground I'm thinking dwarf nandina. You know what nandina is? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's a nice frilly plant. Put a dwarf nandina in one, put you some cascading Asiatic jasmine in one or or some ivy. You know, in other words, start most of your backbone plants with small, compact, outdoor-type plants that look good, and then you can fill in in between those with seasonal stuff like pansies or violas or kale. Have you ever grown kale?
3: Yes. I have a cabbage right now, and it just looks so lonely, <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know if you'll put a viola with it uh, also there's a type of da- a bunch of daffodils, but one called tete a tet t e t e a t e t e it's a little compact when it spreads. you plant three of them this fall, you're gonna have nine of them next fall, and wow. it's a nice little compact one, it's a cheery little thing you put out towards the edge, but look for different kind of kales, some violas or panolas, you know those kind of things um and also, sticking some garlic out there, one of them. You know, okay. Get, you know, yeah, get,
3: I got really interested when you were talking about garlic. You
1: know, it's a it's a tall, skinny, strappy-looking uh-huh. plant, and then next mm-hmm. year when it's time to to pull the winter stuff out, you know, the flowers, and put in something for the summer like basil or something, you just pull it up, and you got garlic. But the main thing is start out with small, compact, outdoor-type plants because Perfect. they'll they'll take the cold weather, and again, different shapes. Uh, maybe different colored greens and then take it. Don't forget the painted sticks. I will do it
3: purple just for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nothing, a little miniature bottle tree. Get your crepe middle branch and put some of the little sky vodka blue bottles on it.
3: Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it'll
1: make you, you know, worst that can happen, it'll make you smile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your suggestion.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks. much, Lauren. Bye. And we get calls from all over the place, from the Gulf Coast, all over in Tennessee. We're going to take a little quick break and come back with some more phone calls. Got them from Pretty well scattered all over the place, and uh, we're going to be uh, chatting with you about stuff. There's a real big event going on this weekend. We're going to talk with a fellow in a few minutes. Uh, it's called Wells Fest. It's a uh, uh, it's, it's put on by Wells United Methodist Church. It's 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 in like its thirtieth year. They got music, food. It's free event. It's family friendly. Bring your dogs. Uh, they're going to have all sorts of really cool stuff. Uh, again, it's a free event, and it's in Jackson, right off Interstate 55. Uh, Drive, right by the Agriculture Museum. Easy to find, but I'm gonna be down there all day tomorrow with free garden questions. I'm going to be helping my daughter Zoe with, with her booth but I'm going to be you know, just chatting with folks about gardens so if you want to bring a bag full of weird stuff to talk about we'll do that. We're also going to talk with a fellow who grows the plants that they sell down there in a few minutes but first we're going to take a real quick break, come back with more of your phone calls here on the Gestalt Gardener, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
2: Support for the Gestalt Gardener comes from Old House Depot. Antique windows, doors, shutters, flooring, and exposed beams. Architectural salvage, custom carpentry, you name it. Open 9 to 5 Monday through Saturday, 639
0: Monroe Street in Jackson. OldHousedepot.com This is MBB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.
3: Support for Mississippi
1: Public Broadcasting comes from the Delta Entrepreneurship Network. Hosting the Delta Challenge Pitch Competition September 29th at the University of Mississippi. Information and registration at dra.gov slash entrepreneur.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hello, folks. Welcome back again.
1: Horticulturist Russian. got a nice email from the folks from the Mississippi Gourd Society. Uh, He's—they said they had a festival uh, last week. They said thanks for promoting the gourd festival. We had a great festival. Attendance was up by twenty percent. We appreciate your support. And I appreciate that, Mike Thompson, from the Gourd Society. If you've got a garden event, anything that's related to gardening, uh, the uh, hummingbirds, whatever. Let me know. Shoot me an email, and I'll be glad to help promote it. We don't sell anything, so we can help promote what you got going on. Shoot us an email anytime, garden at mpbonline.org. I'm going to push this button real quick, and I think I'm going to uh, Kale. Is this Ira and Kale? How are you doing, today? Fine. Is this right? Did I push the right button? Yes, sir. Okay, (laughs) what can I help you with?
4: All right, well, um, I've got an issue with a, a type of tree that I just can't get rid of. It started out as one tree, and it was a fairly large one next to my shed. We cut it down, and it started putting off of the roots. It's got these big, broad, uh, fuzzy leaves, and it can put out a forest in less than a year, and they get over head high really fast, and uh-huh. I just can't get rid of it. um, It's got this milky white sap.
1: Uh, yeah, you're describing paper mulberry, B- Bruceanisia, yeah, what... Bruce papyrifera. What a stupid name to give a plant! This is a this is a, an interesting plant, but if you got more than you want, you know what are you going to do? What I would recommend, and, and a lot of people don't like me saying this because they have an agenda. I don't have an agenda. I'm just a gardener. But if you'll cut that stuff down over the winter time. You know, while it's easy and while they're not going to run into bumblebee nests, because there could be a bumblebee nest in there someplace, if you'll just cut them down over the winter, let them sprout out next spring, and when they get about knee-high, spray them with Roundup. Ra- Ra- okay. Roundup will kill it, roots and all. It will not hurt your soil. It won't hurt your shed. It won't poison the water. It won't kill the frogs. It'll kill that stuff, roots and all, but it works best on new, actively growing stuff in the spring.
2: Okay, Excellent. I really
1: appreciate you. That's a big help. It'll, it'll work. It'll work. Good luck on it, man. All right.
2: Thank you, sir.
1: All righty. And uh, I'm going to push this next button because we got a guy on the line I want to talk to. Let's go to Philadelphia. Is this Michael? Yes. Good morning. What's up, man?
4: Not much. How are you?
1: Good. Good. Good.
4: i got a question. I've got some banana tree plants in my yard. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of them, but they're uh, dark green foliage with uh, burgundy on the bottom and burgundy blotches all around them. Yeah. I want to know how to, uh, what's the proper way to propagate them and uh, when to.
1: Okay, that's a good question. And I've seen that one. I don't remember the name because there are a lot of really, really cool banana varieties. I tell you, a website you can go to that'll have it in, you know, different, it, it, I mean, or you can shoot me an email and I'll look it up. But there's a place called, uh, a fellow named Stokes. And his his company is called Stokes Tropicals. If you'll just Google Stokes Tropicals, it's a place down in Louisiana, and they sell all different kinds of bananas, and they'll have the name of, of, of yours. But anyway, okay. to answer your question, you know how they, they put up several little plants from the base every year? Yeah, just just uh, just dig up the clump, pull them apart, each one with with some little roots on the bottom, and take it from there. It's just like dividing monkey grass. It just is bigger. I don't know that I would do it, you know, right now because it's hot and it's dry. But as soon as they start to die down, or or even next spring when they start to come up, but they're under a lot of stress right now, so I'm not sure I would do it right now. Unless they're in pots. I mean, if they're in pots, you can do that. They're in ground. Yeah, you know, th- you just divide them, you know, and you you know you have to cover them down. Um, you have to to cut them down in the winter because they turn slimy and pull a bunch of leaves on them, and they'll right. come back. But you know, you can divide them then or or any time over the winter, or even the springtime when the new growth comes up.
3: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Cool, appreciate your call. Right, and, and before we go to my guest, let's go one more time back to Tay in Memphis. Tay, so sorry, he pushed the wrong button.
3: Okay. Um, I, I just got the impression that you haven't had much dealing with Vinca Major. It's oh, not
1: no, no, like... no, 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 no. I am real familiar with Vinca Major, <laughs> and with the pretty blue flowers, and it gets knee-high, and it comes up in all your shrubs and stuff. But I also know when you grab it at the base, it has runners going every direction, but each plant roots right there. And when, it's, when the ground is moist, it pulls up easy, and I'm... Uh, I, if that's what I do, and if there was anything,
3: well, just, I tell you, I have to take a
1: knife and cut the roots at every joint.
3: I, I, I have an area the size of a half of a tennis court that is knee high in it, and I've been well two years ago. I had it almost out of my garden, okay, I, I, and I got decrepit and couldn't do anything. And now you can you can see my sense, and that's all you can okay. tell the difference let, in let, my backyard.
1: Let me make a couple of suggestions because I'm a real Bottom line kind of guy. I'm real familiar with the Vinca Major, and I have to pull it up in my little garden because it comes up here. It and Asiatic Jasmine both. Uh, but if my approach is if you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it. Why not just put some scarecrows out there and call it a Vinca Major field? It's my backyard. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, you can either you can, but the the sp- you know the sprays that will kill it beat up and roll off and get everything else. So, other than well, cutting, I don't, I don't have anything but the major back there. Well, it is a.
3: Major.
1: Well, you know, I was raised you right.
3: You don't I, pull it up. You have to take a knife and cut it up because, you know, it puts out roots at every joint.
1: I cannot emphasize oh, too oh, much no, about no. how familiar I am. But like I say, I'm, you know, I was raised right, and my bottom line is if you can't pull it up, I would just learn plant something taller than it. That's what my mother used to. She it's had weeds.
3: it's my entire- almost entire backyard. I can it's, hardly go out my door without being knee high and then don't so.
1: know, don't know what else I can say. get your strength <laughs> tra- i mean you know i'm I'm real bottom line. This is what I would do, and uh, one, you know
3: at one time someone poisoned it and it killed all the foliage, but it didn't get the vines that are rooted every six inches down in the ground,
1: like I say
3: and, uh, two years I have been. Under the weather and didn't feel like doing anything about it. And when I went okay. out there the other day, I saw my Lord—it
1: took over my house. Hey, t- I appreciate it, but the bottom line is, what would I do? And I'm telling you, you can cut it down. You could try spraying the new growth next year with Roundup, but you know it's going to. So, cut it down over the winter time, and it comes up in spring. Spray it with the Roundup, but it's going to kill everything else out there, your grass and everything. So, anyway, that's all. You know, this is what I would do. It's not any fun. I, I have white hair growing out of my ears, and I, that's not fun either, but I just got to live with it. <laughs> Sorry, Tay. Good luck. Yes, ma'am. One more call before we go to Lloyd. Libby calling from Ocean Springs. How are you, ma'am?
3: Fine. I just want to know. Can I plant daisies now?
1: Sure you can. Can you find any for sale? Or you got somebody's got something to share?
3: Oh, I haven't looked, but I was wondering if I could. They're the only things I ever get because I don't have to do a solitary thing. <laughs> <Danger>. <laughs> Come up and come up and come
1: up. And they're so pretty, and they're good for butterflies. They bloom in the spring. Fall is really a good time to plant them if you can find them, and that's okay. that's a real drawback. And, and I tell you what, um, if you know somebody's got some, I know they'd be glad to share with you because they're easy to, you know, they spread pretty well. They're not wow. as bad as vinca major, but they still spread pretty well. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Good luck, Aunt Libby. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> bye bye.
1: Okay, now Loy, are you with us? I am. <laughs> well, how would you? Did you hear about a conversation with Taya about her Vinca Major?
4: Yes, bless your
1: heart. You got Vinca, yeah, you got Vinca Major too. How do you control it? I, I'm like
4: you, I just pull it up. It's not That's fun. the thing I do. I wait till it gets good and wet after a good rain and try to do it and put it up around the edges, I, you know. but I, I like it as a ground cover under you know big bushes and trees. Well,
1: that, yeah, that's how I got it started, but it won't stay there. But anyway, listen, well, no. let, let me tell folks who I'm talking to this. Lloyd Moncrief, you are uh, among many things uh, for this weekend. You are the head gardener at Wells Methodist Church, and you propagate plants like, like ringing a bell. I stopped by your house, and <laughs> you've got a little greenhouse and patios and decks completely covered with potted plants that you grew yourself.
4: Uh, most of them, uh, I'm going to have pro- uh, folks are bringing me other things as well, but I, I do a lot myself.
1: And uh, the, you have such a, you know, the the thing that 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 attracts me to the kind of plants you have. These are the kind of plants, old-fashioned plants that our mothers grew, I grew, you grew, grandmother grew. But you can't really find some of them for sale. They're genuine heirloom, pass-along plants.
4: Well, one of the good things about being a gardener and, and people knowing you're a gardener, like at Wells Church, people share stuff with me and stuff that I wouldn't find in the nurseries.
1: Yeah, uh, speaking yeah. of which, I told you I'm going to bring. Uh, I've I've got some of this this uh, vinca, vinca. I'm thinking of vinca now. This is a, a Confederate a or, gold. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a call it. This is something. The plant, the original plant, is gone now. But uh, thanks to uh, folks at Standing Pines, I got a bunch of rooted cuttings, and they're like a foot, foot and a half tall. They're ready to go. And I thought since you're going to do things at Wellfest with plants, why don't we introduce you to the world by giving you some, you know, donating some for for your cause. Tell us what you're doing tomorrow at Well. Fest.
4: Well, we just have a big, what I'm going to do is just have a big plant sale, and I've got just tons of stuff from all over the place. I'm about to start taking it over there here in a few minutes, uh, but then and my booth is right next to the stage, so I'm going to be boogying while I'm selling plants.
1: You, you know, every time I stop by your place, you know, it, and, and these are not commercially grown stuff. This is stuff that that, that you've basically grown or potted up and all, but it's a, it's a garden party.
4: It is, you know, and stuff from seed. I love the a candlestick plant that Jill Connor Brown and I got started. I'm just so happy to have that, and thank her for giving me the seeds.
1: Well, a lot of a lot of unusual kind of plants. So this could be at Wells Fest. So by the way, I'm gonna be down there too. My daughter's got a booth, and I'm gonna be doing the uh, you know uh, free uh, plant question and answer type of thing. Yeah. And if I get stumped, you know, we're just gonna come over and yak with you about it.
4: Uh, I think we're gonna be on opposite sides of the grounds, but that doesn't mean we can't come visit with each other.
1: That's right. But let me let me ask you this: What time is this thing?
4: Well, uh, I'm going to be there selling plants about eight thirty. The music starts at ten, but they've got a, a, a you know a race and a pet parade and uh, things like that that'll happen before ten.
1: Yeah, food uh, and vendors and all. And this is a free event. Yeah. This one, this is one of the biggest events of the fall in Jackson, and it's free.
4: It's a great thing, and we're our, our beneficiary this year. All the money we raise. We'll go to the Center for Prevention of Violence, which is just dear to my heart.
1: Now, this is something like the thirtieth year or, so, or more. Thirty-third, thirty-third year. wellfish is a big event. It's kid friendly, it's dog friendly. Uh, it, we, we won't we want to bring kids and dogs. But you're going to be there with some of these heirloom plants, including the first time ever people have an opportunity to buy this new golden uh, flowering star jasmine called Fondering Gold. And I'll be down there too with uh, you know just yakking with folks. So when you can start moving myself, when you can start moving stuff over?
4: Uh, in about an hour. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll be down there bringing some plants, Lloyd. Thank you, man. I really look great. forward to seeing it tomorrow. Thanks for calling, man.
4: Appreciate your help.
1: All right, Thanks. That was Lloyd Moncrief. He's always been doing the plants down there. Wells Fest is, uh, is on Lakeland Drive, which is at the Inter- Interstate 55 in Jackson, right by St. Dominic's Hospital, the Agricultural Museum, the little old baseball stadium. It's right there. It's real easy. It's free. And uh, bring stuff in, in bags, but weeds and plants and stuff like that. Identify. You can find me because I'll be at my daughter's booth the scouts and green bottle trees. She's not a bottle tree person, but we have my bottle trees up on top of the tent so people can find us. And Be sure to stop by. And check with Loy. I put a little information about it in today's Clarion Ledger. Go to clarionledger.com for more information. Meanwhile, we're gonna get back to phone calls. We're gonna go to Stantonville, Tennessee. Hey, Bobby, where's Stantonville?
3: Hey, it's right
1: outside of Adamsville. <laughs> okay, where's Adamsville? <laughs>
3: Adamsville is south of Jackson, Tennessee.
1: Okay, okay, so you ju- you're ju- b- b- right on the state line, practically.
3: Right, we're close to Shiloh Military Park.
1: Well, I got some real, real good friends up in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, you might know. Uh, oh, yeah, well, now I get down. What can help you with the parsley?
3: Well, I have this parsley in a planter on my back porch, and I noticed worms all over it. Yeah. That, and I got to looking, and
1: they look like butterfly
3: worms. So they I are. Check, are they striped worms?
1: Striped worms.
3: Well, they're swallowtails, according yeah. to
1: the internet. Ain't it cool?
3: And it's wonderful. They ate my parsley down, <laughs> but then all of a sudden they started dropping off and and moving someplace else. And so I'd take them and put them back on the parsley, but they were trying to cocoon. I guess.
1: Yeah, they say, "Come on, lady, we're trying to. We're doing our thing, and you keep putting us back in the food bin."
3: So I put them down behind the hydrangea because I didn't want the worms to be eaten by the birds.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, they must have crawled off, but I have two that have cocooned. So what should I do or what should I
1: not do? Well, it... If if you want to enjoy, first of all, the, the swallowtail uh, does lay eggs on parsley and, and, and uh, queen Anne's lays and related stuff, and it's a really cool thing. Matter of fact, uh, it's it's so common that it's often called parsley worm. I had a, a friend. Oh. I have a friend who uh, who grows uh, commercial herbs. She grows them for sale, and the butterflies lay eggs on her parsley and on her fennel. And she would because she's trying to sell the stuff, she had to get rid of it. They had way too many. So long story was short, she accidentally killed. A few and they smell like parsley, and now she can't eat parsley because it smells like worms. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here's what you can do if you can find those chrysalis, they're called chrysalis, moss have cocoons. Are these are little chrysalis. Are they still attached to little twigs or something? Yes, they are. I'm Okay. Stayed on the parsley. Well, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can snip that little bit off and take your clothespin or, or something like that and attach it to your screen and you know, in, in your window, and just enjoy it. And after I don't know, it might take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but after a while, uh, the butterfly will come out and then you can let it go.
3: Well,
1: that's but, fantastic. I'll uh, do that. If, if there's any kids in your life, you know, this is a real easy thing. You know, they can put it in a cage. Main thing, and not in a little jar that gets too hot. And uh, you want to put it in a place where when they hatch out, you can see them, because it might happen when you're at the store. Right.
3: Okay. Well,
1: I will do that. If that won't bother them, because I wanted to keep it where I could watch them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you could actually put a little cheese, cheese anything to, to keep them from flying off when they come out. And it's so fun when they do it.
3: Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate
1: it. I appreciate it. it. Thank you for not squishing them all. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. Thank you. I enjoy your program so well, th- much.
1: Th- Okay. Thanks for being part of it. We appreciate that. we got some cheesy music coming up, but let's talk with Scott down on Pascagoula. What's going on on the Gulf Coast, man?
4: Hey man, it's hot and a beautiful day.
1: Yeah, but you know what? The state fair up in Jackson, uh, some of the some of the vendors are starting to show up, and when the state fair comes halfway through it, it turns cool.
2: Yay!
1: Yeah, I don't know about anyway. it on the coast. What's going on down on the, down down in your neck of the woods? What can I help you All with?
4: Right. All right, here's the bag story. A uh, couple of winters ago, I had two big hibiscuses that froze back. Yeah. They took a pretty hard hit. Yeah. So I cut them back to where I found grain. Mm hmm. Now they're about four and a half feet tall, but neither last year nor this year have they bloomed.
1: Yeah. Now these are the ground, right? No, they're in pots. Okay. Couple couple of things. This is a pretty common question for these big Chinese type hibiscus, the tropical things. When they're containers they're sort of victims. They need Fertilizer and water, not too much of either. A good deep soaking, don't let them stay dry. But when it comes to fertilizer, use something that's got all the goodies that plants need. A lot of these fertilizers just have the basic nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash, so big three. But there's some brands, and I don't sell anything, but I'll just throw out miracle Grow, for example. That's just an example. I I was thinking that, but I wanted to get your well, see, he, here's the thing. If you look on the side, of, the, and there's other brands that do this, too, they have the little micronutrients like zinc and copper and manganese and all that stuff that plants in pots need. So if you'll get one of those and use it at half the recommended strength, whatever it says to put in a gallon of water, put it in two gallons of water, Then that'll give the plants those little extra nutrients they need, sunshine, occasional water, and uh, that should do it. All right, dude. Good Thank luck, huh? Good luck, on it. We appreciate it. All righty, we're gonna be taking calls right up to the end of the hour. If you wanna give us a call, we got a fella hanging up, but we gotta do some che- No, we get to do some cheesy music first. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing. This is the Gestalt Gardener. It's the Garden Party put on by Mississippi public broadcasting. I've got this new, brand new, rare, salvaged from extension plant called Fondren Gold. It's a vine that has flowers in the springs, a type of confederate star jasmine, golden yellow, fragrant flowers. And Lloyd Minecrieff is going to have a half a dozen of these things at his plant booth at Wells Fest. I'm going to be at Wells Fest tomorrow with my daughter's booth. She's an artist and I'm going to be talking about gardening And it's all free. Hope to see some of y'all there. Meanwhile, production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, This Garden Party, is going to take a real, real quick break and come back with more stuff for you. Meanwhile, here's some music that's guaranteed to get you irritated because it's so cheerful. Right, Jonas? I mean, come on. Absolutely. See y'all in a minute.
4: MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit MPBonline.org.
0: This is Scott Beretta, host of Highway 61. Each week on the show, we explore a different aspect of the blues tradition. Join me every Saturday night at 10 p.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m. here on MPB. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: How about that, Jonas? I came in here and showed my new loot. I've got garlics. Lots of garlic. I got one called Asian Tempest. It's going to be a hot one. I've got a garlic that's called Early Red Italian Artitosha. They're a real pretty purple stripe one that's called Russian Red. I got one, two, three, six different kinds of garlic. I got five, ball, three balls of each, and each bulb was full of cloves. So I've got six times three. That's 18 Bulbs, And each one of those has anywhere from six to ten cloves. And I'm going to plant each of those cloves next month. And every one of them is going to make a beautiful plant over the winter time. Next year, each one is going to have. I'm going to be a garlic king of hundred. And if you like garlic, if you like growing stuff over the winter time, this is a real fun one. Garlic needs to be planted in the fall, but need to get some plants soon because the garden centers tend to sell out quick. Or go online because they sell out too. Horticulture's fell to Russia, and we're going to go to South Haven, which is about as far north as you can get and still be in Mississippi. Hey, John, good morning, sir. Hello. John went away. Call back, John yeah John. John. Give us a call back. It's something about rooting wells Bush. um if you want to give us a call one eight seven seven m p b ring also, if you want to email, I've got a couple of emails that I haven't gotten to because I was on the road a lot this week. I've been from texas to to uh Atlanta. Real quick update while we're getting some calls update on my truck. My old truck, the one with the garden in the back and the bottle trees and this eagle and the hula girl, got stolen last week. A couple of weeks ago, now week and a half ago, got stolen. The kids who got it, it was just kids, they too too young to be stupid. Uh, they completely stripped it. The garden's gone, the bottle tree is gone, the railings, the the eagle, the the uh, the hula girl, all gone. But I got my truck back. It's still running, and I took it up yesterday to Goodman, Mississippi. It's about thirty-five miles north of Jackson. I took it. To the to the to the vocational technical center, the automotive, um, I don't, I call it science. Anyway, the folks at. Holmes Community College are going to fix my truck up for me. They're going to get the dings out of it. They're going to repaint it, and we're going to be rolling again with a new garden. Going to be planting real soon, but uh, I had a friend from Norfolk, Virginia, send me a new hula girl. And uh, so we're, we're we're making a tr- uh, comeback with the truck. Stay tuned. But I do appreciate the folks up at home with well, the entire community college system in, in Mississippi. They all uh, jumped in, but the folks at Holmes are the ones who are going to make it look, pretty again. Now, let's go to Jackson. Hey, Marlou, thank you for calling this morning. Guten Morgen, Felder. How are you? you Do you know that tomorrow, I mean, this weekend is Oktoberfest uh, up in Gluckstadt? That's
3: the reason why I'm calling, to remind all your listeners of this great festival in Gladstadt.
1: It's it's fun, it's free, it's, uh, it's, it's a German free, fest.
3: And I can hardly <laughs> wait to eat the good food there, bratwurst, and the wonderful desserts, and listen to the music, and of course that's where I got to see you for the first time last year. Uh, yeah,
1: that's right, I don't know if, if, if we did a polka or not. I think we did. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, we got a bunch of calling Marlowe. I hope to see you Sunday at Gluckstadt at the at the October I will be there. Thank uh, you. Bye bye. You bet. Oh, my dance car is filling up quick this weekend. Wells Fest Saturday. I'm going to be down there all day in my my daughter's booth. Uh, sometime going over chat with Lloyd McRae for this plants. He got some of the coolest plants you cannot buy. Anywhere, And it's all for a good cause. But anyway, if you got gardening questions, uh just want to stop by and chat. I might have a couple of my books with you. I don't know. But most of it's going to be fun. Free music, food, good for kids. Bring your dog. We're going to do the Wells Fest thing Saturday. Let's go to West Point. Good morning, Annie. Howdy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. I hope you can help us out because that lady, she has a real problem. And, you know, I just don't know what to do except what I do myself, and it's not fun.
3: Well... I was wondering if she could get a neighbor boy to mow it on a regular basis and keep it down, or cover it with visqueen, black visqueen, over a period of time and let the heat try to kill it.
1: Well, you know, a couple of things. First of all, it is her whole backyard, but actually clear visqueen works better than black. Clear lets the sunlight through and heats up the soil, which steams the plants uh so oh, if you okay. if you could cover stuff up, I'd go with clear, but that 's a lot yes yeah, her whole backyard and but you 're right, you know the best you could do is get somebody to mower a path'cause you know it 's a pretty plant, but if you've got too much of it there 's just not much else you can do except cut it and pull it and maybe spray it a little bit, but that 's going to kill all of her grass well, it sounds
3: like she can 't even walk back there, and maybe she needs the whole thing mowed.
1: Yep, needs to find find someone in the neighborhood to help her out because, you know, that's right now I'm still able to, after it gets real moist, go out there and pull the stuff up. And, you know, she acts like I don't know what she's talking about. I absolutely know what she's talking about. So just not an easy solution. But anyway, thank you so much, Annie, for sharing that. Well, have a good day, Felder. Appreciate it. You're real sweet to call about that. Thank you, ma'am. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah, down to Loosedale. Hey, Ben, I was in Loosedale this past spring, and I got a placard down by the library that said that's the where, where the horticulture in Mississippi got started. Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm fine. What can I help you with?
2: Uh question on some river trees and the root systems. Mm-hmm. Um, i talked to some folks that uh, had real big problems with their foundations because of their river birch trees that were planted around their house, mm-hmm. uh, had grown under and, and, and cracked up their concrete and stuff like that. Uh, does that take a long time for it to happen? Is a river birch tree a bad tree to plant around your house? And if so, what would be something that if I took these out to replace it with?
1: Okay, these, these are good questions. First of all, a little background. Trees, uh, tree roots don't grow in any particular direction. They go towards moisture and air. And River birches grow, uh, they don't like wet airs, They grow along the banks of rivers where it's moist but well-drained. And their roots can be real fibers. They can go sometimes twice as far from the trunk as the tree is tall. When you putting them in a the yard, you know they don't grow quite as well in in heavy dirt, so the roots tend to when they hit a foundation, they go along the foundation. If it's a slab foundation, it's going to have a footing, and usually tree roots don't grow under uh, a concrete slab they because they, they, they can't get the air and the water they need, but as they during dry weather, they suck all the moisture away from the foundation and that can cause it to crack. And so, river birches, you know, can pull a lot of water out of the soil in dry area, uh, dry time. That can be pretty bad, but they don't have any particular bad root system. You know, they're just regular trees. They're n- neither good nor bad. Uh, I wouldn't put anything, any big trees, up too close to a house because unless you're prepared to water during dry spells to compensate for them sucking water out. Uh, but if I was going to put something up close to the house, it'd be something like bald cypress, uh, the really tall upright crape myrtles, uh, you know things like this that that are really large shrubs or, or uh the upright crape myrtles, ligustrum. They do a pretty good job without being quite as bad as a great big river birch or oak tree. Now, well, I, li- you know, I like ba- I just planted a bunch of bald cypress by mine because they're tall, they're fast, they'll shade the house without causing a lot of real problems.
2: Yeah, my trees are are, are wonderfully healthy. They're about four or five years old, and and they're so pretty that that I hate to cut them down. But when I built my house, the uh, the foundation, you know, the gravel and the dirt work and everything before they poured the slab was uh, excessively large, if you will. Yeah. Uh, So when I, I took up a deck and I saw a lot of roots growing you know along the slab yeah and that concerned
1: me well that that's what they do they're growing along the slab because they can't get the air and the water they need under the slab now what you could do is you can, if you're concerned about that go out from the from the, the the slab a couple of feet and cut you straight down you know about a foot both of these roots can be in the top six or eight inches of in the dirt but if you could cut straight down that'll cut the ones that are next to your slab and tree in but leave the ones you're growing on out in the yard that'll help
2: great Great. I appreciate that. Thank
1: you. It's a beautiful tree. I hope you can save them. Yes, sir. I hope to. Appreciate it. Horticulture's Fell to Russia. If you want to shoot me an email during the week, garden at mpbonline.org. Now let's go to. Is this Alita on the road? Hello.
3: Hi.
1: Is this can you Al- hear me okay? I, I can. Is this Alita? Yes. What can I help you with?
3: Well,. I actually have a combination of questions, but I'm just going to ask you one this time.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> um, I have gardenias planted, and my husband has radishes planted. Brass is trying to take over the area around both. Right. Is there something that we can use? It with uh, that would kill the grass but not kill our
1: plants. there absolutely is there's several several brand names and you know and uh, a lot of people think i 'm a chemical person i 'm not anti or for anything i 'm for what 's okay uh there but the, and roundup fits that well, but there's a product that works just like roundup, except it, it doesn 't hurt the environment it only kills true grasses. You could put it over irises. Peppers, monkey grass, which is a lily, it only kills true grasses. Most garden centers have it, and it'll have names like grass be gone or grass killer or something like that, but uh, it, it specifically kills just grasses. Uh, if you see a product you're not sure about, shoot me an email, I can, I can help you with that, but on the label, it'll say for control of grassy weeds, and it'll say that it's safe to use around you know flowers and vegetables, that sort of thing. There's several brands.
3: Okay. All righty, well, I'll get
1: back to you on those other questions Okay, day, I suppose. If you can't do it uh, you know, on the road, shoot me an email, <laughs> garden at mpbonline.org. Amen. Appreciate it. Have Thank you, Alita. Day. Hands back on the wheel. All right, and let's go to South Haven. Hey, John, good morning. Thank you for calling back. Okay. Well, <laughs> What's up? Uh, I want to
2: root a double blossom gonna share it. Yeah, it, is it better to do it in the dirt or in a pot? Uh,
1: you know, you could do it in you could do it in dirt. It's kind of late in the year, and uh, it's you have more control if you root stuff in pots. And in uh, the Rosa share and some people call it Althea, uh, I've got several that I've rooted because I think it's one of the coolest, overlooked, old-fashioned plants for modern gardens. But you need to get the new the growth that came out this year, the stuff that started back in the spring, not the real floppy tip stuff, but somewhere. Close to the ends of what grew this year. That stuff can root pretty quick in some moist potting soil. If you keep it moist in a bright area, not in the sun, but in a real bright area, and cover it with a a big plastic cola bottle with the bottom cut off or a plastic tin, something to make it sort of like a, a human greenhouse in there. And they can root pretty quick. Okay, does rooting do any good? Root, uh, you know, rooting powders—they help. They're not necessary. You know, Amy, Amy never use that kind of stuff, but they do help. Uh, you know, so if you want to take several cuttings, four, five, six inches long, put several cuttings per pot. You know, dip the bottom end in, in the, the rooting powder. Again, keep them moist but not wet, and uh, and they gotcha. should root pretty quick. And if you want a little bit some more tips on it, you know, shoot me an email. I root stuff all the time.
2: Okay. Uh, one frivolous question. Why do Crape um, uh, myrtles
1: shed their skin? It's called exfoliating bark, uh, and river, river birches do it. Uh, oak leaf hydrangeas do it. And um, it's a real good question. You know, all these years, nobody, I know all about it, but don't know why. That is a good question, John. I'm going to look that one up. I'm going to check with some of my plant physiology friends and say, what the heck? Okay, great. That's, that's a good that's a good question. Thank you, <laughs> appreciate it. Why do plants that shed their bark? Shed their bark? <laughs> Not what is it called, filter, or what? How does it do it? But why do they do it? I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to Madison. Hey, John. Good morning, sir. Good
2: morning. I had a a, flower, a plant pop up in my vegetable garden. I really liked it. I left it in there, and I sent you an email picture. And you said. It was Princess Feather Solosia.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great old-fashioned reseeding plant.
2: Yeah, well, I don't want it to reseed in my vegetable garden. I pulled some blooms off of it and kind of shook them and took them apart. And there's a bunch of little black seeds yeah. like impatient seeds. Yeah, yeah, Can I harvest those and what I do with them to
1: start up next year? Okay, yeah, harvest them, get some of the mature seed pods. You know, and you can actually cut them off. You know, when they're pretty mature, put them in a paper bag and let them dry. And then they shuck out a whole lot easier after the seed pods have after you know after it's sort of dried a little bit. They come out a lot better than when it's still moist. And just save them, keep them indoors you know, not in the refrigerator or anything, and then next spring, just sprinkle them on some potting soil or sprinkle them on some bare dirt, and they'll come right up. And and it's not a, you know, when it comes up in the garden, you know, it's real easy to, to chop them or pull them up. They're not invasive weeds. Okay. All that's right. A, and there's a there's a whole bunch of different kind of celosia, uh, but the the one called princess feather, the little spiky thing, that's a really cool one. Yeah, I
2: really like it. All right. Well, thanks, fellas.
1: All right. Appreciate it. huh. Uh, is that it? We're out of phone calls? That is it. I can't believe that. What,
0: are, what? <sighs> oh, Yeah, <laughs> Kevin just did the exact same thing.
1: I got garlic. You saw all my garlic, man. A lot of garlic. I got a lot of, I got six different kinds, seven counting the one I got from Hutto's. I stopped by and talked to, to Herbie yesterday. He's got onions and garlic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, I have this plant that I'm showing. It's uh, uh, yellow blooming or golden yellow. Star jasmine, some people call it federate jasmine, real fragrant, classic southern evergreen porch vine. And uh, I saw some this past spring, found out the the garden was going to be redone, took some cuttings of it. Myself, they did okay. Took some out to Standing Pies Nursery. They rooted some of the most gorgeous plants. And I'm donating some to Loy Moncrief, who's got the plant sale booth at Wells Fest this Saturday. And if you're listening on the Saturday rebroadcast, we'll be there all day. Right off of Interstate 55 on Lakeland Drive in Jackson, it's free. you got music and food. It's a fundraiser for, uh, the. They, they raise the funds by renting booths. So you're not going to be donating a bunch of money. Just support the folks who are down there. My daughter is always going to be there, and I'll be at her booth doing a garden question thing. So if you got something you want to yak about, or you got something in a bag you want me to identify, or bring it on down. This is the first full broadcast of Autumn. Welcome to fall, y'all. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing. This is the Gestalt Garden. It's a production of Mississippi. Public Broadcasting, one of the many locally produced programs we call Think Radio. My producer, the esteemed Jonas Adams. We've had Kevin Farrell, who's been doing the phone greeting. Working hard. Working hard, and got a whole bunch of team folks back behind us, uh, helping us sound tall and smart and bringing this party that we call the Gestalt Gardener to the folks of Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Louisiana, and Arkansas, too. We'll be back same time, same place next week, folks. Get a chance, take a kid to a farmer's market or a garden center and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.